0: I want to share with you guys our favorite toothpaste that the entire family uses. It's called Risewell. And Risewell is a fluoride-free toothpaste that has all non-toxic, safe ingredients. So it's even safe if swallowed, which makes it perfect for young children. I love Risewell because... Unlike some of the other natural and non-toxic toothpaste on the market, Risewell contains an ingredient called hydroxyapatite, which is a naturally occurring mineral that actually has been scientifically proven to strengthen and protect our teeth without the use of fluoride. You can save 10% now with the code KULIK10 when you go to risewell.com. And again, that code is KULIK, K-U-L-I-K-10. Everybody, welcome. I just have a short episode for you guys today. I really want to talk a little bit about social media addiction. You know, I think there's a lot of emphasis in our culture on talking about the impact of social media on children specifically and screen time addiction on children. And I think that's great. I think that needs to be talked about totally. But I don't think that there is a enough talk about how it's also impacting us as adults. And you know I've talked about this a little bit on my stories. I am addicted to social media. I do not have personal social media accounts. I've had to get rid of them because I try to spend as the like least amount of time I possibly can on social media and I have to be on it for work. Um, but I am addicted. It is like a constant battle and I'm aware too. And I know that there are some people that aren't aware that they just scroll mindlessly, that they scroll to escape that you know they scroll to kind of numb themselves or cope with something. I'm aware of all of those things about myself and it's still a constant battle. It's like every day I wake up and I'm like actively having to battle my addiction to not scroll my life away on social media as an escape. And you know, I think this is like something that not I'm actually kind of surprised that not a lot of content creators or just business owners who, you know, have to be on social media a lot for their business, there's not a lot of talk about it. At least I haven't seen it. Maybe a lot, maybe there are people talking about it, but I haven't personally seen it being talked about much. Um, and I do feel like it's probably because having an addiction is kind of like, I don't know, it's like associated with shame in a way. Like, I'm, a, am I ashamed of my addiction? I mean... Like I wish that I didn't have the addiction, but does that, do I think it makes me a bad person? No. Um, So anyways, I just wanna talk about it a little bit because I think it's really, really interesting. And it's a big problem that I'm constantly working through every day, working to be more present with my children, working to put my phone down more often. And the reality is that if you are on social media for whatever reason, it's going to be a constant battle because social media, is literally designed to make you addicted. And then on top of that, when you have like, when you're a quote unquote influencer or content creator and one of your goals is to get your content and your information and your services seen by more and more people. So it's not just like, hey, I'm sharing personally on a private account. I don't really care about how many followers I have. I don't really care about how many people are seeing my stuff. I'm just sharing for fun. No, when it's you have a business and the goal is actually exposure, then social media, specifically Instagram, but it's all social media, it plays this – it's like a mind game with you because you're always having to to figure out how the algorithm is working today and what you're doing wrong that your stuff isn't getting viewed and what rules are you breaking today that, you know – Instagram people I don't even know who's doing it but the people that control Instagram are like suppressing your content and then you're comparing yourself to other people other creators who have you know bigger followings than you or even similar size communities than you and their their content is getting tons of likes and tons of views and why is yours not and it's just really really just a mind game and so then that almost like in my, from my perspective, enhances the addictiveness because then it's like you're trying to solve this puzzle. And well, if I if I just post one more time, or if maybe I just change it up and post like this, then people will start seeing my stuff more. And it's like this exhausting game that no one really wants to be a part of, but it's like, we feel hijacked. At least I'm speaking for myself. I feel hijacked. Like my brain is so focused on this stupid social media thing and this algorithm. And now I can't, get my attention off of it. Anyways, so I will be the first to admit that I am totally addicted to social media and I'm like working through it every single day, trying to set more boundaries with myself. One of the things that I'm doing is I'm trying to not be on Instagram as much because Instagram just, oh, Instagram. I mean, like I said, it's just a big mind game. And so I'm I'm still on Instagram, but I'm trying to like not make it my focus for my business, and so I'm sharing more on my podcast. I'm sharing more in my email list. I'm try. I'm getting back into blogging um, on my website, and so I'm trying to to kind of keep a lot of my content there, and then just use Instagram as a tool to get people over to that those forms of my content. Because one, I own that stuff, so like I don't have to mess with algorithms on my email list or my podcast, you know. Um, but also, it's less. There's less reaction, like on Instagram, you go on Instagram and you're getting all these comments and you're getting people message you and it's just a lot. It can be very overstimulating, very overwhelming. People are quick to react. And I just feel like with newsletter, podcast, et cetera, it takes more effort to respond to somebody in that way. And there's just not as many quick reactions. So it's just not quite as overwhelming and overstimulating. It's a little bit easier on the nervous system, I think. And so I am trying to kind of move in that direction and just use Instagram a little bit less and kind of hopefully start pointing people on Instagram back to those other kind of long form um, content methods or whatever, podcast, newsletter, et cetera. So that's kind of my plan, my goal. I'm hoping that I can do that because I, again, am struggling with social media addiction. It's a constant battle every day I wake up to not scroll my phone, to not constantly be checking to see what notifications I got. And I really do think that I'm not alone in this. I think it's just not a popular thing to talk about, which I I understand, but I think more people should talk about it. Um, I mean, social media is literally designed to make you addicted. So when you are using it, especially for business and not just for personal use, but for business, when the goal is to build your exposure and get more people to see your content, it's really a battle. it's just a struggle between finding this balance of using it as a tool for business but not getting addicted to it and I feel like it's almost impossible for me at least. Um, I maybe I'm just somebody that has more addictive tendencies and so somebody who doesn't have those tendencies um, may not find it as much as a struggle as much of a struggle as I do. But anyway, so I'd love to hear from you if you want to email me or message me on Instagram as I'm talking about how I'm trying to get off Instagram. Um, I won't, I don't promise that I'll see it because I don't see all of my Instagram messages. But um, if you want to message me and tell me if you're experiencing the same thing, if you agree, what you are doing to work on it, et cetera, I'd love to hear from you. But what I want to talk about now is I just wanted to quickly share with you this interesting study that came out recently, it came out in May. And it is called, the title of the research study is called Effect of Social Media Addiction on Executive Functioning Among Young Adults, the Mediating Roles of Emotional Disturbance and Sleep Quality. And I will link this article in the show notes. But basically, this is like a survey study that examined the association between social media addiction and executive functioning via emotional disturbance and sleep quality among 1,051 Chinese young adults aged 18 to 27 years old. So I thought this was interesting because I know there's a lot of focus, again, on like kids and social media, but I at least haven't seen a lot of focus instead. I'm sure there are studies, but I haven't seen them on the effects of social media on adults. And so I thought that it it was really interesting that this study was done on young adults. And what the results showed was that social media addiction had a significant negative association with executive functioning. So it had a significant negative impact on executive functioning but positive associations with emotional disturbance and poor sleep quality. So basically, um, social media negatively impacted executive functioning and positively impacted, which means, well, not positively impacted, increased emotional disturbance and the presence of poor sleep quality. Structural equation modeling suggested that there was a significant direct effect between between social media addiction and executive functioning. Indirect effects via two paths, um, emotional disturbance alone and both emotional disturbance and sleep quality were also statistically significant. So the findings indicate that both emotional disturbance and poor sleep quality are risk enhancing mediators in the relationship between social media addiction and executive functioning. So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, I mean, it's not really surprising, at least to me. Like, I I know just from personal experience that social media social media impacts my executive functioning. Um, I know from personal experience that social media causes me to be like overstimulated and overwhelmed, and I can't think as well, and I snap at people more, and I just can't take as much like external stimuli. Like for example, if I'm on social media and then my kids ask me a question, I'm like ready to snap at them sometimes because my I'm so overloaded with all of the stimulation from social media. I can't think, think straight some of the time. Um, yeah, and then it impacts my sleep if I'm on my phone too late on social media. It definitely impacts my sleep. This isn't as bad as it used to be, but in the past when I like really struggled with negative comments and reactivity, I would get like a negative comment or a negative message or something, and I would have a hard time sleeping all night just thinking about this message and thinking about this person that I don't even know their first name, I don't know what they look like, but I'm thinking about this message and how dare they, you know, how how dare they think that that's okay to say to somebody in all of this. And so I don't really struggle with that as much anymore. I've kind of gotten past that, but it still does impact me sometimes and, well, I just I don't know. There I kind of feel like the way that we as a society use social media at present. I feel like it's not sustainable and I feel like I don't know. There something's going to break. Like it's something's going to burst. It's going to come to a head. I don't know, we're going to have to make a change because I don't think this is sustainable for our mental health and our productivity. I'm really interested to see, especially for business owners and content creators that are primarily on social media, what that's going to look like moving forward because I just have a feeling that there are a lot of big shifts that are going to be coming and I don't know what those shifts look like. I myself, I'm kind of hoping that it goes back to like old school, old school, right? But old school blog posts, because that's what I wanna do and um, just things like that that are still virtual, but it's more of an intimate like nature. It's not quite as interactive and not that the interaction itself is is problematic, but that the way that we interact on Instagram specifically and other forms of social media, I'm sure, but I'm primarily on Instagram, is just not healthy. Um, and so I'm kind of hoping that it reverts back to like, email newsletters and blog posts. And that's where I'm kind of heading, but I really don't know. So I'm curious to know what this shift is going to look like because I'm just feeling like it's not sustainable. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening. See you next week.